Yeah, boy! Hey, everybody. We are dishing it out once again. I am Bombshell Billy, along with... Big Papa. And, boy, we got a surprise for you. Have we got a surprise for this you. This week. Michael? I have on the phone right Special now with us. with us. Oh, yeah. Our, my very uh, good friend of mine, local Syracuse uh, you know, resident uh, who moved out to California and is now doing some great things in the world of acting. And, left, us, uh, left us little people here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the only time you or I will ever be called. The only time we're little, little people. Yeah. <laughs> so we have said, on the phone with us Andy DeVoli, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everyone? How you doing, Andy? We're so glad and uh, so happy to have you on the phone. Uh, I know uh, it's that's... a blessing. It's a blessing to be here. Thanks for thinking of me. And uh, it's so great to hear your voice, man. You say Big Papa. I was just watching the Biggie documentary on Netflix last night. Hey, you know, little Kim, little Kim named me Big Papa when she said, "You are my white Biggie." <laughs> and I and and from it stuck from that day on. So yeah, you know, that's that's uh, a, it's good company to be in. She's your stage mother. Basically, <laughs> is that what that is? I gotta say, I think this is the first time I've ever spoken to someone who has their own IMDb page. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, you don't have one, do you? No, I have an I am fat page. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I am uh, diabetic. I am DB. Just that's just, the that's the page I have. Just one. Just one page. One page. Page and a half. Page and a half. Because compared to your well, two you, two pages. If I finally get you in something, you'll both have one. You know? Well, yeah, yes. you know, we've been Perfect. talking about it. It's it's funny because what yes. the people at home don't know is that you and I have been talking about, uh, you know, throughout your career, talking about this movie that you're, you've are you been working on. And I'm sure we'll yeah. get to that through this process here and talking. But, uh, yes. wow, what a long process. I mean, I remember the day that started. Sitting you at... Know, but- uh, these things, I, I, I knew starting it how long it would take. Oh, dude. Uh, you know, we but, were we were sitting in a circle eating pizza after a night of cocktails. Over exactly. at uh, over at Mr. Ragony's house, uh, it's yeah. weird, man. If you have like an easel and a painting, like you can kind of sit there and do it. And not that it's any easier or harder. It's just filmmaking, essentially, is uh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of people, and a lot of money to get it together. So, not only does it have to have the artistic merit and the creative merit, but it has to have the commercial access because you have to kind of obviously honor the investors and the financiers. And so finding that interesting recipe to have that all kind of come together is, uh, as I say, you know, it has to be divine timing. You know? Right. Right. So you've been doing this since 1990. That's no, over, well, that's yeah, over yeah. 30 years accredited. Yeah, I'd say officially uh, 95 is when I officially started doing it. But uh, I had had a few experiences um, as a kid because uh, because of the relationship with the Baldwins. I don't know if you, if you remember that story, Mike. Yeah, uh, yes, I vaguely. If you uh, elaborate, if you'd like. Well, I my so my brother Mark comes home from school one day in middle school, another middle school, and he says that his teach he had a substitute teacher who told him her brother was in Beetlejuice. And so we're like, okay, that's cool. Like, wow, that's awesome. Like, you know, let's, we love movies and stuff. And we watched the movie again. And she, he's like, yeah, that's, that's who he said, she said her brother was, you know, cut to a couple years later, my dad was very obsessed with tennis and kind of like, as a kid, we either had to have a full-time job or play a sport full-time and the sport had to be tennis. So <laughs> we would train like, you know, five, six hours a day. And, um, 
And so we were on a timeshare in Florida one time, and I was training there. I was like 13 years old, and they ended up having a celebrity tennis tournament where they had um, you know, somebody donating to charity, and they would match them up with a celebrity, and somebody dropped out. So I was there just training as a kid, and um, they asked me to step in because they needed somebody, and they knew that I played. I was playing a lot at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I partnered up with whoever the investor was, and then we played this this, you know, guy from knots the show knots landing and somebody else and when i say i was playing a lot i was playing you know uh, you know we ended up winning like six one six oh and this this soap star was like so kind of like who is this young kid that just whooped my ass basically (laughs) and then my brother comes over my little brother's like holy cow this is the brother of my substitute teacher was alec baldwin Okay. And he he had done like I think I forgot what he might have done the Hunt for Red October or a few other things. He was just about to pop basically into like a much bigger name. Right. And then we figured out that you know his sister and mother were from Syracuse and lived there, and he he, he got such a kick out of it that he's like, when we're when I come back to Syracuse, let's all have like a picnic, a family picnic. Nice. So nice. I had done some like children's theater and made movies with my family and stuff, but that was the first time that I saw like, Oh wait, this isn't just like people on a screen. This is a human being that, you know, that I just beat in tennis basically. Right. <laughs> that, right. And, um, that is having, you know, having a very successful career. So I think that's where the seed was planted into knowing that I, you know, you know, could go after the dream. Right. Okay. Right. That's awesome. Now I am going to say this, tying you even further into Syracuse your grand your grandfather and your mother's side used yes. to own was it Enrico's sauce Enrico's that's right and yeah. so Enrico's really? spaghetti sauce if you've oh, ever had it oh yeah yeah absolutely. which which you know it's look at me I have always, I had it well yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was the first jarred sauce like first spaghetti sauce in a glass jar yeah anywhere that's, anywhere that's awesome and you know why it's good Billy Italian Italian is why? Because it's Italian. And oh, yeah. any, anything Italian is is good. That's, I got the family cooking in the church, you know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, Billy, any questions for Andy while you're done? I'm just looking at, like, I'm looking at your, um, your resume. Uh, resume here on IMDb, and it shows, um, like you said, 95, uh, you know, you had an uncredited part you know, starting out. Um, starting out with a you know a uh, a small um, a small part in uh, um, Scar City it's called. Then you yes. had that was with uh, Stephen Baldwin helped me get that. Role. Oh, nice! Did you, you play go. Paramedic yeah. One? Paramedic One. I now it's, I have to I, I have to ask I, you. Stephen ever hears this? I just got to thank him for that because that was my first. I think that was my first real role with a line in any project ever. Now I, I do have to ask you now. I know you obviously that was 98 that was years ago Had, are you at all in touch with paramedic two at all <laughs> yeah you... yeah he's been really uh, pivotal in the on the front lines of the pandemic i got you all <laughs> oh, that you know what good <laughs> for him good for him yeah i told you he was gonna he was gonna roll right with that that <laughs> joke he's been he's been waiting all day to ask you that then it, then it looks like you went into what three or four year uh three or four year stint uh, you had a, a bunch of episodes on another another world TV series. Yeah, yes, that was uh, it was what you would call an under five. So when you when they're trying to get an actor some um, experience and you show them enough, you know, skill and talent, but you're still kind of green, wet behind the ears. 
sometimes they'll give you something called an under five, five lines or less. And then if it's a recurring under five, every episode you'll be on will be less than five lines. And my part was probably waiter number three. Uh-huh. I can't remember. You were Max and, Nolan. Yeah, exactly. So at Nolan, least you right? got a name this time. You're not guy with wig. But, my, but check this out. My first, I remember my first day, I was so nervous. My line was, I was supposed to hear something by the dumpster. Like they're taking trash out. And uh, there's somebody in the dumpster, but I don't know that. I'm just a dumb waiter named Nolan. And um, I say, oh, man, those darn rats, right? And that's my line. So I, I go, I pause, I turn, and I look directly in the camera. And I'm like, those darn rats. And then I hear in the loudspeaker, like, do not look in the camera. And I'm like, <laughs> and it's like that one thing you're not supposed to look at. Like, I just three times in a row, I could not not look at the camera. So just to show you that uh, there, there is a craft to anything. And, and when you're beginning, you know, those nerves can kick in. And uh, that, 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 that did happen. Like Joey Satriani's noodle soup. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Billy, you see that his next movie was The Story of Your Life. Um, Loser love, thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks, no, big sorry. papa. Sorry, Appreciate it. I just figured it out. That, and and, that, uh, and your upcoming movie, bringing out the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, I'm a good Catholic boy. The resurrection, buddy. That's, that's right. That's, so no matter how many times. <laughs> so then, uh, oh, so then, uh, so then you looked at. I just want to skip it because we're almost getting to it, it, what I what I consider the main event here coming up. But one more thing before we get to that, uh, you you starred in a movie called The Yards with. Mark Wahlberg, Joaquin Phoenix, and Charlize Theron. Wow, there's some yes. uh, pretty so big Lose, names Loser right Love, there. It was huge. Yeah, it was a huge break. Loser Love was my first lead in an independent film. It was directed by Jean-Marc Vallée, who went on to direct um, Matthew McConaughey in his Academy Award-winning um, Dallas Buyers Club. Awesome. He won the Oscar for that. And so You had him at Vallée. He gave me my break, man. He gave me my break as a, you know, as a, as a lead in a film. And so... And then I was knocking around at some other films and I was waiting tables in New York city. And I, and I remember auditioning for James Gray, the director of the yards and many other great films. And uh, I came in for a smaller part and I just knew him somehow in my gut, he was going to bring me back in for something bigger, which he did. And then he brings me in for that. And I kind of get all amped up and I go in there and he starts laughing like maniacally. I'm like, fuck, man. I guess I didn't get this one. Like, he's just part of my French. I don't know if you no, beat that out. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> so you're, no, you're, we, our, you're our first Frenchman on the yeah, show. Yeah, no, we, we're deemed explicit, so you can say shit you or can speak anything. French. That's yeah. all. But it was it was nerve-wracking because you're like, wait a minute, this guy's, a, you know, I could just, I was, so apparently he laughs like that when he likes something. So then they had to have it approved by, you know, the heavy. Why did you just oh! up on him? Well, yeah, sorry so, about that technical difficulty there. So he laughs when he... You guys just whacked me on the uh, podcast. Well, you know, you cannot make it an episode of anything without getting whacked. <laughs> yeah, so the director had to then get approval of the studio head. You know who that studio head was? No. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, boy. Oh, so now, now it's all making sense. Now it all makes sense, right? It all makes sense now. <laughs> So, but then apparently he says, yes, he's okay with me doing this part. I, I wasn't there when he said that. They just had my audition tape. And then it disappears. And six months go by. And that just shows you what this industry is like. You, you know, it's a gigging community, like being a musician or whatever. You just never know. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting tables and I get a call that I got that role. So then, 
you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm on set with Mark Wahlberg, Joaquin Phoenix, Charlie Theron, James Caan, Ellen Burstyn, Faye Dunaway, yeah. and I'm just like on the floor, you know. That's what I was gonna say. Wahlberg, Phoenix, and Theron, and I, those are the three that run the the front page. But then I opened it up, and I'm like, holy shit, James Caan, Ellen Burstyn, and Faye Dunaway. Yes. No more wire hangers ever. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. You know, it's funny because you get you get starstruck. Just reading this, knowing, hey, my buddy met them, you know. Yeah. But I think. And then you know, like act opposite them and you're like, wait, holy shit. So, so it's just like you got to just focus on the world of the story, focus on your character because you can get in your mind of like, oh, my God, this is like I've been watching these people for, you know, for a long time, you know. So so my my like uh, aha moment was when you had knock around guys coming out. With Barry Pepper, Seth Green, Vin Diesel, uh, uh, Dennis Ho- Dennis Hopper, Malkovich, all, and you yeah. invite me to the to the premiere. To the premiere, that's right. And it was by far for me one of the most surreal moments I've ever had, and humbling. Yeah. And I'm and I'll never forget. I'm sitting there at the bar going to get a drink. Dennis Hopper's sitting there, and he looks over and he says, "Smoke cigars." I go, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> And he gives me one of his cigars, and we and we have a, a glass of cognac together. And I'm like, Yo. I'm sitting here with Dennis Hopper. This is ridiculous. That's awesome. And oh, then so, you know, but the yeah. but the most humbling part was when you and I are coming in. You yeah. come up, the lights are on, the cameras, sh- 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 they're going crazy. Who are you? And Andy's hit. You know, he takes his few headshots there and says who he is, and then moves on. And then I walk. I don't know. I'm supposed to be on the other side. And I'm standing there. Hey, what part do you play? I says nothing. Can't lights go off. He's a, <laughs> You're like, he's a nobody. On my page here. Yeah, I'm still working on my I am diabetic page. <laughs> Keep moving, fat boy. I said, okay, well, that was humbling. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, even even this many years later, I still that's that meant a lot to me. Was, I, have, I have a fond memory of that too, man. It was that was pretty wild. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> hey, was she that she was there? That's right. Yeah, remember. She walked up. What, co- what color was her dress? Yeah, blue. Exactly. So she walks up to <laughs> all of us. He was there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Federico's there from Sopranos. And we're all standing in a circle. Monica Lewinsky walks up and she says to Chuck Zito, Chuck, I love what you did on Oz. And I'm already half a Grey Goose bottle into it. And I go, Monica, we love what you did in the White House. She turned a wall and walked away. Zito slaps me on oh, the back no. and goes, Quickest comeback ever! You're hanging with us tonight. <laughs> he loved it. He loved it. He did. It was. It was. That's great. It was awesome. That is awesome. Very cool. So go ahead. Ask your Sopranos questions. No, cause... I just that's <laughs> that's just awesome that you. So how did you come about getting a part on the Sopranos? Well, so so based on some obviously the earlier work and just you know you just like getting your feet wet and you get more experience and. I was growing in confidence and still training as an actor and then be on these sets with these great actors and icons and stuff. And Cause this is just the year after the yard. So you've already shown your stuff yeah. uh, with all I these big read- names and, and shown what you can do. So, yes, I've been in a couple of times. So like, in fact, a lot of the, the TV stuff that I've done is usually been with getting a couple, like they bring you in, if they like you, they'll bring you back in. If they, if you don't end up getting that role, they want to find you in the world of that story. So I went in for it the first season, read for the part of Brandon Filoni, Filoni, and uh, I didn't really fully get it, like understand what I was doing, and I was still a little bit more inexperienced, and plus they cast a great actor in that anyways. Uh, and then I went back in the second season, and I went in for Matt Bellavacqua, 
and the other character. And I got really close on that one. And then it actually went to a friend of mine that I know um, from New York, great actor. And then, and then I, but by not getting that, I was available for knock around guys. Right. So right. then when I finished knock around guys, they came back and they brought me in for the third season. And I actually read for the part of Jackie jr. Oh, they really? had had a cast. And for some reason they were thinking about recasting it. Um, and they don't give you much because now the show is a hit and they know like people are watching it. And, and uh, all they said was they were thinking of replacing this role and that he's the son of a gangster. And he's kind of, you know, so I kind of went in there like Johnny boy from mean streets, like, you know, with this temper, but I didn't really know that Jackie was supposed to be a little bit more like, you know, I guess silver spoon and he's in medical school. Like I didn't know all those details. So right. I went in more like the hothead. And then they, they put me, I screen tested with uh, Jamie Lind. Um, in the Sopranos house at Silver Cup Studios in Queens. So it was the interior of the house. Tony so now you start kind of, it's like an out-of-body moment because you're like, oh my God, this is like Tony Soprano's kitchen. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it's like, you, you start seeing, you're just like, holy, this is like, it's just, it's just intense, you know? And just, um, just saying to yourself, don't talk into the camera. Don't talk into the yeah, camera. Exactly. I've learned my lesson. Those, you know, <laughs> dirty rats. <laughs> exactly what it's like. <laughs> that morning too, I got locked on my roof because I went upstairs on, on my. I had an apartment with my brother on Mott Street in Little Italy in Manhattan, and I went on my roof to like exercise just to. And I got locked on the roof, and it took me an hour to get down on the oh, day of my. You're school. like of all of all days. Why today? Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh my. I was gonna goodness. pull a Godfather too and start climbing across the rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, let me get down here on Elizabeth Street. And uh, no, so I went in and then the my agent calls me and she's like, I, you know, bad news and good news. And I'm like, well, give me the bad news. She's like, well, you didn't get that part. I'm like, okay. And she goes, but the good news is that David Chase really loved what you did and he's writing you a part onto the show. Dude. I mean, think and about so that for a second. Here's a guy, he's already got his, he's got, he knows the direction everything's going. He's already been there. He meets you. He says, this is this would be perfect as a best friend of Jackie right. Jr. And now he writes you into a script that he's already written as a reader. Yes. That's, that's phenomenal. That says a lot, man. It does. It says a lot. And wow. I never even knew that part of it. So kudos w to you. Wild, right? Yeah. yeah. So now you got The Sopranos. You got Knockaround Guys. Because, you know, Knockaround Guys came out well after The Sopranos. Even though you yes. recorded it at first, uh, I think New Line Cinema had um, a lot of money in Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. um, and Vin Diesel had just blown up. We, when we filmed Knockaround Guys, he had filmed Pitch Black, but it wasn't released yet. Right. And then after we filmed Knockaround Guys, he went and did Fast and Furious. So based on the success, obviously, of Vin's trajectory and the status of Lord of the Rings, once that kind of blew up for New Line Cinema and it was such a big hit, they were like, all right, we'll release this movie now. And okay. that's why, why I got held up. And, you know, I got to say, the guy is is not, you know, in real life, holy cow, what a nice, nice guy. Nice ben? guy. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so are, I mean, so articulate and so artistic and intelligent. It's really like, it's like mind-boggling because obviously he can do that character and he's tough as well, but... He's an artist, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is the women. The women loved him uh, back then. He was, you know, and and when I remember, he brought his mom to the to the premiere. That was his guest. That's, right. you know? That's great. Yeah, just really cool. He was so focused on set too. He was giving us all kinds of advice. He's like, "Don't forget, man. You know, you know, look, we ought to be on this set right now." 
And I knew then how lucky I was, but you know, I really understand now it's, it is, it is a miracle every time you get a job in this industry because it's just such a bizarre career. Yeah. It's not like, you know, you go to work every day and it's the same thing. Like you can work every day on what you're doing and your craft and creating other content and stuff. But once the movie's over, that's it. Unless you're on a show. And even then those have a shelf life of whatever. I mean, like when you're shooting it, it's like six, seven years, eight years, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So from there, you went on to star in a movie with uh, Frank Gallagher, William H. Macy (laughs) from from Shameless. Yes, that's right. (laughs) That was a big one. You know, those those that was uh, the Russo brothers, Italian boys from Cleveland. These guys are so talented. And, you know, I met them when they had done one film uh, called Pieces that screened at slam dance um and they did it for like 10 bucks and you know in their mom's kitchen but it was there was so much talent <laughs> in it that uh steven soderbergh and george clooney saw that film and they said we want to produce your next film to them that's great. and so i had a a friend in the business an agent you know said you got to meet these guys i didn't even end up having her be my agent but she still made that meeting happen i think her name is claire claire wherever you are thank you and she made sure that I met them. And then, you know, we hit it off and they auditioned me for several roles. Like there was two, two, well, it was, it was an ensemble piece, but there was basically five leads in it. So there was two mm-hmm. male leads that were my age and um, they brought me in for one and then it went away. And then I thought I lost it. You know, I was like, oh man, that sucks. And then as I'm filming the scene in Sopranos where I get whacked, <laughs> we're shooting in the Basil Cafe. Right. Okay. And this and then the character in Collinwood. And I looked at that cafe. I'm like, this is so odd. Like, it's the character I just read for. And, you know, within a month's time or a couple of weeks, I got the call that they put Sam Rockwell in the other male lead so that we were different enough. And then they put me in that role. So it was me, Sam, you know, uh, William H. Macy, Isaiah Washington, Jennifer Esposito, Gabriel, um, Gabriel Union, and Guzman. of course, George Clooney and Michael Jeter. How about Guzman? Oh, yeah, and Louis Guzman, exactly. Oh man, I love Luis. <laughs> it's been a few years, Mike. You gotta come come with some slack here. You know? hey, you know. <laughs> hey, if you great. lived it, I lived it. That's how I look at him. Yeah, he's my friend too. <laughs> five like, man, five degrees like Mike's friends, living Carlito vicariously. Like, <laughs> five degrees of Davoli. That's what we're gonna call this. Yeah, right. Five degrees of Enrico's. <laughs> nice. Yeah, five pounds. <laughs> so at so after that, it looks like so I asked um oh one more thing I gotta say. You had, you had a one-shot deal on CSI oh, Miami. Go. His favorite it. freaking show. It's my favorite beginning to any show. Take a whip off the sunglasses. Catchy line. Yeah, took his sunglasses yeah. off. Too. All right, Billy Palmero. <laughs> Put the sunglasses back off. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he he was he's all into that one. <laughs> that was oh. funny. I, I I wish they don't film that in Miami or wherever. I think it was definitely in L.A. You know. Right. Right. I do see in uh, in in two thousand six, you uh, uh, you were in a um, something called Room Six, and he played paramedic. Medic. revived <laughs> revived his long. He brought back that role. old he brought role. Brought it back. That's you right. know what? I was like, you got a, the ghost of Christmas past here. You know, Lazarus. it was a film. You know, you want to work, and I think the year had gone by. The same casting director, Christine Sheeks of uh, Welcome to Collinwood, and. Um, so yeah, I ended up doing that role, you know. I, mean, I got offered a role. I was like, I want to go to work. So 
you know. So, so many different, so many, I mean, you've got a, you've got a huge resume of stuff here, a lot of stuff, but like CSI Miami, CSI New York, um, Lucifer, Lucifer, Burn Notice. Another thing I noticed on here, 24, you're on 24. Yes. You guys want to hear a good 24 story? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we got you here for. For, I went in for, I think it was the third season. Maybe it was the second season. I basically signed like a contract for a lot of money. But when they, the way they screen test with that, with network shows, at least at that time anyways, is that you if you sign and they want you, you're, you're, that's your contract. But they don't have to take you. So you're locked in for them, but they don't, they're not locked into you. Right. And it was down to two of us. And every single person wanted me except for the creator for whatever reason. <laughs> he just is like he had his eyes on somebody else. And that's just the way it is. You know, you just, mm. it's your role. It's yours. And if it's not. But anyways, it was to play Alicia Cuthbert's boyfriend and Kiefer Sutherland's um, kind of apprentice. that's helping him get off his drugs that he was doing for that character, like to be undercover. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I signed for 24 episodes. Like it was going to be a 24 episode like you get paid for 24 episodes, whether you're in them or all of them or not. Wow. Nice. Really? Yes. Yeah, what I'm saying that that was the kind of money, you know, and it's like, that's great. That's including residuals and stuff. And then, um, I went through many rounds of that tested with Kiefer, like all the way till the final, like, like third studio screen test. And you live basically go in front. It's not like you're going into a room of like, you know, just your college friends. These were like straight up suits. The ones that choose the financing and, and it's, it's a tense, it's a tense room, you know? And so uh, it was me and the blonde guy <laughs> and um, a great actor by the name of Badge Dale. And they went with the blonde guy, you know? <laughs> so, so, hey, you pay know? me my money. <laughs> hey, pay me my money. No, which I didn't get the money, meaning you have to get the part to get the money. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. So it was like, and I just, and then I think that's when I got Warm Springs, which was amazing, which was the HBO film with Kenneth Branagh and Cynthia Nixon about Franklin Roosevelt. Love that. I went down to Georgia, filmed that in Atlanta, and that's when I found out I was going to be a father for the first time. That's so awesome. So to my son, Jaden. I do have so, to. I do have to. Cool. I do have to admit, I have. Uh, I have shot you a couple times in the uh, L.A. Noir video game series. <laughs> How cool was that? <laughs> I took, just I was like, hey, it's Andy. <laughs> That's right. You can't just be friends. Hold a Scarface on that one, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the characters, like with the gun, like up on the on the thing there, just spraying everybody. Right, right. <laughs> that was fun, man. Or no, wait, I'm thinking of Mafia Three. That Mafia Three. I saw Mafia yeah. Three. Yep. I didn't uh, download that one. I did. I did download. Downloadable content. Yeah, I did download L.A. Noir, which uh, you know I was telling uh, Bill's son, who's really big into video games. That you know you've been on a couple of those as well. I mean, you've done a little bit of everything. I I can't wait to see what you have coming up for us. Yeah. What uh, What is the new project you're working on? Well, well. So I have a movie out right now that's on Amazon Prime. Um, female director, super talented. It's it's you know it's a it's a horror film. It's not really kind of movie. I had done Room Six, but I mean, it's not the ones I run to because it's just you know right. I'm a light sleeper. So, right. uh, but anyways. <laughs> I got this, this was offered to me to play like the lead male in this role. And I play a serial killer oh. and um, using a sugar daddy app to find my prey. And then a woman on the app is basically taking insurance policy policies out on men and having them killed. And then the two of us meet and the drama ensues. It's called killer weekend. Killer weekend. I'm looking at that right nice. now. 
yeah, that's on Amazon Prime. So you can just, if you have that, you can just absolutely, and it's, of course, it's entertaining. You know, wasn't done for that much money, but but uh, I'm happy with the performance and contributing to the story and all that. And then, of course, I have you know my passion project that Mike knows about, and uh, yeah. finishing a revision right now for for you know the next step. We've got a lot of great people involved, and and um, you know it just it just needs to all come together. It's, it couldn't it couldn't be more ready. It's like never been so teed up, but there's some things you're just powerless over in this world, right? Exactly. So now, are we are we going to talk a little bit about that, or do you want to keep it under? Are you going to keep it under wraps for now? as far as some details because i see a couple details in this new project you're talking about right well it's it's uh it's set in syracuse i mean i've come up for a couple scouts it's it's a great story um you know i was inspired by vin's story telling me how you know he wrote his own film he wrote a short film um called multifacial that steven spielberg saw and then he, he then based off of that steven wrote him a role in Saving Private Ryan, that's how that's how Vin got his start. I mean, he was doing other stuff, but I mean, that was what put him on the map. Saving Private yep. Ryan, right? And wow. then, of course, I went to college in Philadelphia. I went to Villanova for a Syracuse boy. I know that's like, but anyways, Son it was a... yeah. I went because of the Rocky Steps. You know what I mean? And Dang. so you all know, you all know who wrote his own ticket, and is basically the, the you know the, the the statue for that, which is Stallone. Exactly. Um, you know, he wrote his own movie and went through everything, all that rejection on stuff and stuff pied and made that film. And then, of course, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote a movie, um, which I went to that premiere, which was really cool. And then you got guys like, you know, Billy Bob Thornton wrote Sling Blade, Luke and Owen Wilson wrote. So I just was like, you know, what? I'm going to write something that means a lot to me that that reflects how I came up. And also, you know, you put some cinema stuff in there to make it a, a movie and all that. Um and so, working really hard on it, uh, you know, say some prayers for your for your friend out here in L.A. You know? Of course. Well, are you, well, do you have a time frame as far as anything as far as when it, it would be uh, its completion? It's it's all about it's really all about having a director attached and having the financing. But sure. even before that, financing. It's all about the financing. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and I figured that that was probably I just did I didn't know if uh, where what stage was in, but it's I'm looking at. Um, I see, I see a name here. Uh, we'll keep it under wraps if, unless you want oh, to no. say you it. You can no. say it. That's a, you know, obviously being speaking shot, of ties, ties from Syracuse shot here in Syracuse. I see a, I see a big name that's, uh, under the, uh, yeah. on the cast here. Yeah. He's got yeah. Well, Jim Beheim will play his play himself. Yeah. I met, I met with Jim a couple of times. It's funny. I never met him. I mean, I grew up since I was born in crowd serving. So across the street from the dome, you know, and, uh, been going to those games since I was two years old. My father used to take me there. And, uh, you know, um, a few years back, I got a chance through um, a good friend of my brother's who's now a friend of mine, Mike Bristol, who helps with the Bayheim Foundation. And he brought me in with um, with my team. And I got to a tour of the Carmel Anthony Center. I got to meet Coach and, and pitch the story. Um, and um, he read the script and, you know, said he would be in it. And, he, and he's let us have some access to the Dome to shoot some, you know, uh, what you would call like uh, – not like a teaser, but kind of like a, a proof of concept kind of show. Mm-hmm. And you know, cause that dome is so iconic, you know, so getting in there and being able to film some of that and just you know, sh- show a little bit of what that would look like. And then I got into the Enrico sauce factory cause that has something to do with the story and, and uh, just, just showing some of the stuff of Syracuse that I remember so well 
and want to reflect in a film project. You well, know? you know, the so, nice the nice thing, Andy, is Syracuse as a loc uh, an on location nowadays is a lot different than it was when you even came up with the concept. I mean, Syracuse is really embracing yes. the movie oh, making with guys like Eric Vinyl and those guys. Oh uh, man, our film commissioner Eric, who's a dear friend, is that guy. That guy is just great. Fantastic. Busts his ass. He's just so smart and sharp and. And he loves Syracuse, man. So yeah, definitely, definitely. And then, and he's probably going to be another guest on our show uh, eventually. I've kind of been talking to him a little bit, but oh, I definitely want to hear that one because I love Eric. He's great. Good, good. So best job in the world sounds like when when the money's flowing. When you're doing it, there's nothing like it. I mean, you get to be different things. Like you want to be a, a sniper one day, you want to be a lawyer the next, applying so you can be whatever you want. You know, so, you get to like. And it's all these like you know different characters and stuff, and but you got to be patient, work hard, obviously build relationships. So and uh, God is my employer. That's how I look at it. You know. So I got to ask, if we know that's the best job in the world, quoting knock around guys, <laughs> what's the worst job in the world? I'm not mopping up spooge, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, a bit porn but world. Yeah, so like, I mean, hey, I'm not mopping up spooge at Porn World, but it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> My father's got me there five days a week once and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, Scarpa, man. Scarpa. I know. I get a great idea for for an upcoming script for you. Because you, I, I don't know if you like to oh, die, die in all your movies, but, you know, it seems like that, that that's a, a pattern a little bit. So, a fat diabetic. So, you, so you're in the movie. You're just about to die. But yet... <laughs> The big reunion, the big payoff that everybody's waiting for in To Save Your Life, Paramedic 2. Paramedic 2 just comes in. Comes in. <laughs> Saves you. You're saving yourself. Don't you remember me, brother? It's me, Paramedic 2. Where it all started. <laughs> and he brings me back to life, you know what I mean? And he's yeah. like, Lazarus, Lazarus. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Andy, I got to tell you, I know we went way over what we anticipated, but we don't care. For the show's sake. We're, we talk, we yell, people think we're arguing, you know what I mean? That's right, we're Tang. That's it. <laughs> Tang. Billy's a kind of a metagon, but that's all right. Wait, I'm going to look that up, and then I'm going to be mad, I think. No, no, it means great guy. <laughs> that's not a different language for Metagon? Fat, no, no, it means great guy. I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say anything to do with size. Just mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you coming on here. It's been... Uh, it's been a little too long since you and I've caught up, but with your crazy world and my crazy world and everything, uh, but uh, definitely we we gotta we gotta bring it closer. Amen to that. Yes, definitely. That's for sure. Billy, anything? Any last words? Yeah, Andy, thank you so much for coming on with us, uh, telling us your story. It's very very fascinating. I love I I love all the different things that you've done. And I am so looking Thanks. forward to to seeing Lazarus when it comes out. Um, I'm just just the the little bit you told us about it, and just the 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 feel that it has, um, that it's going to have for our hometown here. I'm I, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to watch Killer Weekend right after tonight. Yeah. Um, so for those of you at home, Killer Weekend on Amazon Prime with our with our yeah. local hero, Mr. Andy Dooley. Spoiler alert. I don't die in that one. Whoa, look at that. <laughs> is there sex? Uh, uh, well, you know, it's a horror film, so there's got to be, you know. Oh, he said horror. Horror. Oh, <laughs> I got excited horror. there for a minute. Horror. It's like like Weekend horror. at Bernie's with horror, a horror film. 
Oh, here's horror a horror film. It's a man horror film. Yeah, that's right. Here's a picture of. Here's a little clip from the movie right here. There's a picture. Picture. Tied up. Chained. English is a second language with this kid. I'm assuming they're not playing tiddlywinks. All right, Andy. We are going to. We're going to let you go, and I think we need to bring up the music there, Billy. I think we do. Andy, it's a pleasure, man. Uh, maybe it's sometime down the line we, we, we can, uh, you know, well, I'll tell you what, uh, when things progress with Lazarus, you definitely come back onto the show for sure. Oh, definitely. 100%. Oh, geez, that was Jesus, a little bit That was hot. a little hot. All right, my brother, thank you very much. And we yeah, are boy. finishing things up here. We got a, we got a lot of good stuff oh, coming yeah. up this week. Oh yeah, we got a few more episodes to do coming up. We've got a taste test. We got some. It's a sweet taste test. We got. We got some sweet stuff. No we're more, gonna try. No more spices. And you know what? what? Hey, Mutt. Yeah. Would you rather? I would rather. All right. I got some. I got some. Not eat any of that stuff. I got asking. some. Would you rather ponders to come at you in just a little while. Facebook.com slash Dishing It Out Podcast. If you want to give us some ideas, give us your suggestions, give us your input on what, we, uh, what we're what we doing, what we can do better, what you want to hear, some subjects of stuff you want to hear us talk about. Send us, all that send us a stuff. postcard. Send us a postcard, as Mike <laughs> likes to say. I'm not sure. We don't have an address for a postcard, but it just sounds good. Yeah. Ooh, Everybody have a killer weekend. Is that bad? See what I did there?